This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. Do you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means if I was smart, I would have called 15 minutes ago. So get smart, Ron. Go. I need to. Go to Geico.com. right now. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> and as Ron said, you should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, as you know, LaDainia Tomlinson's entering the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. But what you might not know is that former fullback Lorenzo Neal is presenting him. Now, Lorenzo played five seasons with the Chargers and was so effective clearing the lanes for LT that he, too, will be in Canton this weekend as a presenter for LT. But Lorenzo Neal is more than a presenter. Yes, sir, he's one of the best blocking fullbacks in NFL history. A four-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, and member of the 2000s All-Decade team, who also happens to be one of the best interviews anywhere. Lorenzo, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm honored and privileged to come on the show with you all. Well, thank you. Um, First question. Surprise when LT asked you to present him. And second is, what's more difficult Blocking for him or making this weekend's presentation? <laughs> well, I, I, I was definitely surprised. I mean, you, you think about LT and who he is and what he represented for the National Football League Hall of Famer, arguably one of the top five backs in the history of the National Football League, um, a total back, block, catch, do it all. So I was surprised. When you think about LT and his manager and just who he is as a player and what he meant to the National Football League, like I said earlier, it's just amazing. I mean, think about the guys that he could have had him introduce him. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, another Hall of Famer, the three Hall of Fame guys probably going to be Hall of Famers, you know, when it's all said and done. Or any, any coach that played against him, there's so many people that he could have had interview him, I mean, or, or introduce him at the Hall of Fame. So I'm very privileged, honored, humbled, taken back, was very surprised, and uh, just really, really just excited to be able to honor a man who needs no introduction, but just really, really played the game like it was meant to be played. Well, he also, as you know, uh, Lorenzo was a very smart player, which he just proved by picking you because he knew who opened the holes for him. <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. right. <laughs> that's, that's for damn right. sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know about that, guys. Heck, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think I was a lot smarter because I followed the great backs. I followed LT. I said, hell, I'll go block for him. I mean, he's just an amazing guy. I mean, I know he probably wanted to kick me. He made me look so good. I mean, I'll tell you guys a quick story. His, when he scored the uh, touchdown to break the single-season record, we're playing against Denver, and we ran 77 toss crack. And uh, we break the huddle, and I tell LT, I always say, LT, get on my hip and don't dip. I'll take you, Daddy. Let's ride. And he said, let's go. And I remember coming out of huddle and seeing them. They were, you know, in a, you know, in a bare front, and they had, you know, just brought the safety down in the corner, and they, they loaded that side. And I was like, all right, cool. I said, I got to make this block. There's going to be an extra guy out there. I come out of the stance. I'm nervous. It's every, the crowd's yelling, LT, LT. How about me taking three steps, guys, and I'm face plant. I'm falling, crawling on the ground, trying to get up to make a block. I'm in the ground. I'm dirt. I'm like, okay, where's the boo? LT's going to get killed because there's three guys. Three unblocked guys. You guys got to watch this play. I'm crawling. My face, I just put it down. I finally just put my face into the ground and like, okay, I want to hear all the boos and LT's getting blown up. Then I hear the cheers. I mean, I get up. I look up. I wipe it, get the grass out of my helmet and take the grass, look at the stains on my shirt and everything else. And everyone's picking LT up and, 
he scored a touchdown, and he points at me like, I got you, son. I got you. I'll make a miss. <laughs> so it was just amazing, that play. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people ask you what made LT Hall of Fame worthy, what comes to mind immediately for you? Uh, refusing to be average. Every now and then you see guys come along, and whether it's a great fighter, great athlete, you know, scholar, they're just different. They transcend so many things. And I've been blessed to play a lot of, around a lot of great players from, you know, played with guys, the Warren Saps, played with, you know, Corey Dillon, Eddie George, played with, you know, played on a lot of different teams, you know, played with the Saints where, you know, with some great defenses with Pats, you know, Ricky Jackson, Von Johnson, Fan Mills, the Dorm Patrol. You play with and play against so many great players, but sometimes you see that guy, you say, he's rare. He's got something, an it factor. And even though LT's demeanor, when you saw this guy, when he walked onto the field and the way that he went about working, running plays, you know, every time at practice, instead of running 20 yards, he's running 50, 60 yards down the field. And just watching film, doing the extra when no one is around, you said, oh, my God, this guy is going to be special. And we got to watch history. I think his want-to and his refusing to be average, his refusing to be anything less than great, uh, it was just that's what drove him, and that's what made him such a unique player. I was in New England, of course, when uh, uh, in the playoff game when he couldn't play and he was on the sidelines the whole time with his helmet on. He took a lot of incoming fire. Clearly he was hurt. Uh, and so was Rivers, you know, and Rivers was able to play, and, 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 and LT couldn't. What did you make of that whole situation based on what you know about who LT was? Well, I think I, I know everyone's like, I oh, Philip played with a bomb knee, just had surgery a week, week earlier. Philip didn't need his legs to do much. Probably would have been better to go with Bullock. You know, Billy Bullock just won us a playoff game prior to that. Probably, you know, probably hindsight probably should have went with him because Billy Bullock was more mobile. But needs to say he still went out there. But LT, he needs his knees. He needs to be able to move lateral. When you don't have your meniscus and all those things that was going on with his knee, he was he was no he was no help to us. He, he was so. This is a guy that we know his competitive nature, how much he wants to win. And you look at it, and people are like, oh, he's just quitting. And no, this guy went out there, tried to play, and people take to forget. The year before, hell, he almost went on the field, and, and you never see LT get mad and want to fight. The guy came on in the middle of the field, New England Patriots, and then the lights out, and, you know, Danny went crazy. I mean, so you know his heart was there, his desire was there. But when you don't, when you're not, you can't, you know, you can't put a Band-Aid on a shotgun wound. He was not physically able to play. And when you're that great, and you mean so much to your team. It was he knows that the, he knows that the weight was on him, but he just couldn't do it. And by the way, we had a guy by the name of Michael Turner. He was pretty good back, and another guy, Darren Sproles, pretty good backup too. No, they're not LT, but this was really a tough point in LT's life. I think when he, when he came home, it was sort of like uh, came back and hearing all the the naysays and what people were writing about him. This guy's question is his heart and question his ability. It, it, it hurt him and it drove him. But it was just, it, I thought it was totally unfair, especially for a running back of that caliber to try to go out there and try to play, and, 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 and you couldn't get anything out of him because of the fact his knee was very tender. Were you yes. surprised by the reaction of, the, of a lot of people in light of the fact I, people knew who he was and the kind of player he was? I really was because for just the fans, and even it was San Diego fans, when you got to see lightning in the bottle, a lot of people say that, you know, I arguably this was – you know, some, some players say, well, this is the best defensive lineman that ever played on a chart. Well, this is the best defensive uh, cornerback that ever played in, in, whether it's in Cleveland. People say I was the best on that team maybe ever. But they don't say 
this guy is one of the best that played in the whole National Football League. Think about what you're saying about a guy, not the best uh, you know, running back ever to play in San Diego, but one of the best that ever played in this great league that have so many great running backs. Why would a guy like that fake an injury or not want to play? And I think people took his body language by his head down and moping and not necessarily up and trying to cheer people on. I think people took that as a negative and they thought that he was quitting and throwing in the towel when that was so far from the truth. It was his frustration and he understood what he meant to this organization and what he meant to this team in order for them to be successful. So it really, really broke him. Really, really was tough on LT at the time. And uh, yeah, I was shocked how many negative people came out and really, really tried to uh, crucify LT about not playing. You know what, Lorenzo, as somebody who covered the Chargers for 10 years, and, and I've been in and around LT uh, and the circle of friends, I couldn't agree with him more. I mean, I was in San Diego for 10 years, and, and I thought the backlash was unfair, and I think you're absolutely right. I think it did hurt him. Uh, I really think it did hurt him. Uh, we're speaking with former NFL star Lorenzo Neal, who's going to present LT, LaDainian Thompson, at Canton this weekend, and you're listening to him on the Talk of Fame Network. And Lorenzo, because you were part of so many of those yards that LaDainian Thompson accumulated over the years, do you feel... Like a part of you is going into the hall with him. You know what? It's it's it, for me. It's all about how do I serve. And I think that people. I, I think this biggest thing is about me being able to present LT. I don't think I'm going to do him justice. I think. Uh, do I feel a part? I think that everyone feels a part of it. From Nick Hardwick to you know, from Nick to you know Philip Rivers to Drew Brees, Antonio Gates being a, such a prolific you know, uh, tied in, you know, the different Marcus McNeil, Marcus McNeil, the different uh, uh, different linemen, golf, you know, all the linemen, all of us feel a part of that. We all feel a part of his success. Even though he made us all look better than what we were, we still do feel a part of us going into the Hall of Fame because that's his moment, though, and this is his moment. This is a guy, guys that, you know, was an unbelievable player. And my biggest thing is what I'm trying to, my message, it's not about, they're going to be able to watch the highlights of LT and say, wow, look at that guy. Wow. And they're going to be able to people, whether you were, whether you were on his team or part of the Charger fan base, you loved it. You got to see it. But if you were the opposing team, even though you hate him, you got to witness a great one. You got to witness something that doesn't get happen often watching the game, the way this guy played. So I just want people to know the kind of man that's going into the Hall of Fame. That's my thing. I would be doing him a disjustice if I just talked about what he did to the, on the field because he's a Hall of Fame individual. He's a Hall of Fame dad. He's a Hall of Fame individual. That's the biggest thing that I want people to know. You might see the player. I knew the man. Okay, Lorenzo, we've got about 30 seconds left. Can you tell me quickly, what is something about LT that nobody else knows? Well, my, my sister, she's a, she was born with Down syndrome, and her name is Twyla. And, uh, you know, she'd go to games and different things, and and every time he would see her, he would go out of his way, whether it's a Pro Bowl or no, or she's over in a corner by herself. And they get excluded a lot of times in life. This guy made her feel like an angel. And he didn't have to. He did And People say he did it because he says, no, I don't care if he did it. He did it because that's who he is. There was a running back that played on the Chargers every Thursday that would have a deal where all, all the older players come back and come out every Thursday. And older players don't have money. Sometimes things happen to them. They would bring jerseys, and this guy would always make LT sign. People say, LT, why are you signing these jerseys? He's selling them. LT said, because I can, and I can help anyone I can help, I'm going to do. And he was just an amazing person. Those are just two quick things that just stick in my heart to know that this man wasn't about himself. He's about serving, and that's what he is. He's a serve. He served people. He served communities. 
and he served others that couldn't help themselves. Lorenzo Neal, thanks so much for the time, and we'll see you this Saturday. No worries, guys. Looking forward to meeting you. Thanks, Lorenzo. Lorenzo Neal, LT's presenter this weekend. Up next, John Elway. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.